Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and tonight on episode number 25, I speak with three amazing warrior women who have battled near-death experience and serious illness and came out the other side, surviving and thriving. They will share their amazing stories with us tonight. That's coming up next. Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and it is my deepest desire to journey with you down the path to better health, mind, body, and spirit through the practice of mindfulness and spiritual awakening. Here in this sacred space, we will examine how the practice of higher consciousness and self-awareness can actually lead us to an optimal state of physical and spiritual health. We will talk about the various ways to increase our awareness and support one another along this beautiful journey. Thank you for being here and welcome. I am so excited and honored and grateful to introduce my three warrior woman guests that are with me this evening on this extra special episode number 25 of Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda podcast. These women are inspirations to myself, and they will be inspirations to all of you who are listening because they have faced some challenging situations in their lives, and they have fought, and they have conquered, and they have come out the other side even more illuminating than they were before. And they've taken these challenges and these life situations, and they have gained more light and they share it with the rest of the world and inspire others and help others. And they are true light bearers. And so I am going to start the podcast with introducing the first of the three. And this is my dear friend, Charlene. Charlene, welcome back to the podcast. You were my very first guest. Thank you. So it's good to see you and have you here again. Good to be back. Yes. So just introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into your story. My name is Charlene. I am a teacher, yoga teacher. I have a studio in the village of Goshen. I'm a student of yoga. I'm a mom of three, a grandmother to one. 16 year old kid inside with adult responsibilities trying to (laughs) live life to the best that I can. Yeah, that's Happy Buddha Yoga Studio in Goshen. It's a beautiful place. And it's where I started my yoga journey of and became a yoga teacher. And it was an amazing experience for me personally. Let's start with you had a near death experience. Yes. And so just take us through that, if you could, when that happened and, and what happened. Yes. So it's actually coming up on 13 years this March. I was selling real estate at that time. I had, my son was just under two years old, still nursing him. My daughters were 13 and 15. Woke up with a very strange sore throat was seeing clients had fin with me, wound up going to the doctors, 
And he said, it looked like somebody had put cigarettes out on the back of my throat. Oh my gosh. And then he said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So with the sleeping baby, Finn never woke up through this exam. I took him with me. He was sleeping on my chest, took him home. And through the night, I could feel the air, my, my air passage was closing off. Felt like I needed a hole cut in my throat, but I didn't know if it was my head playing tricks with me. And I didn't know if I was making myself freak out about it. Yeah. Next morning, I wound up going back to the doctors. I had a friend drive me and said that uh, he, he, he could tell by the way I was holding my throat that I needed to go directly to the emergency room. I didn't go. I went to go see a client and get that, sign that lease because make that money, you know, go get that deal done. Yep. And I had a friend drive me because I knew I was short of breath and I didn't want to cause a car accident. So after we finished up the real estate transaction, I went to the hospital and yeah, they did a CAT scan and said my, my air passage was completely closed could not believe I was still alive at that point. And the emergency room started to take on this energy, like there's an emergency happening before us. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm causing all this commotion, you know? And it's like, I'm sorry, you know? And I was kind of weird. It was funny and scary at the same time. Mm. But Dr. Koifman came in and he looked at the CAT scan and he goes, you should be dead. He says, there's no explanation why you're here right now. He goes, but we have to do a tracheotomy and you will be awake for this. So my sister was there. God puts everybody kind of in our um, life at the right time. You know, why was my sister going past the hospital, you know, at that time, you know, just, it was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I called my husband, got him to get the baby to me so I could nurse him one more time before I went in for surgery. They got me on the table and it started. It was, um, you know, they put the, the, they had my throat up and, uh, and I was like, oh my God, I can't breathe. And I could feel myself starting to die. I could feel that like I am here why are you not doing anything to help me? Yeah. And I can remember trying to get their attention. Yeah. So I was kicking and flailing about. Yeah. And I could hear the doctors saying, we're losing her. We're losing her. I can't get to it. And it was at that time when I'm thinking, okay, I can remember leaving and looking down at myself. Yeah. And, and circling my throat saying, this is not working anymore. Yeah. Basically get your shit together and find another way. Right. So it was taken through my third eye and breathe out through my heart center. We'll find a different path. Yeah. While this was going on, I could see the clock on the wall in the operating room. I could see the doctors looking over me, working on me. So now I'm really looking down on myself. Yeah. I could see my husband in the chapel praying. I saw my mother show up and I saw my father talking to my sister and the nurse. So I was clearly 
traveling and seeing all of these things happen. Never once was I afraid. Never once did I feel alone. Then I saw the light and it was like, all right, this is okay. And I felt love, like there's no love waiting for us more than what's on the other side if there is another side, because these worlds are right here. Yeah. And I knew my children be, would be okay. Yeah. I knew I would be leaving behind three young children. Yeah. But never did I, was it a concern that it was, they would be without a mother. And I could feel myself being drawn to this love, this just ultimate and I hate to use that word that we understand what it is because we don't have a true no. ability to understand what is waiting for us or what is there. And then I heard my grandmother's voice <laughs> and she called my name and she had died a month before this whole thing happened, but it wasn't done in a loving way. It was a scolding, Charlene, harsh, and the next words would have been, you son of a bitch. Like she was, she was yelling at me. And that's what brought me back to this world. Wow. Um, there was a lot of, I couldn't speak at an audible level for four months. So to tell my children, I love them. They could not hear me. Mm. I rode a lot of different cycles of the healing process, whereas the euphoria of being alive just was overwhelming. And then there was this crash, I think, of yeah. why did I, now I'm afraid to go to sleep. Yeah. Why did I survive this? Yeah. How am I supposed to go on? I can't speak. My job as a salesperson is done. Yeah. I can't nurse my child. And I felt like a hot mess. Yeah. So I, I sought some professional help mm -hmm. and just got back to my yoga practice in the smallest of ways. And it started with my breath. Yeah. You know, and with breath is prayer, mm -hmm. you know, and just to know that we're connected to something bigger. Yeah. I don't need to find the words to explain it always. Yep. I feel so grateful to have had this experience as terrifying as it was, but to know it does not, I don't live in fear of death. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's been removed from my life. Yeah. I don't want to rush my life. I wish not to rush my, my children and those around me, but I know that what's waiting yeah. is they're fine. Yeah. So when you started back in your yoga practice, um, because you weren't able to speak. No, I cleaned toilets at the yoga studio to keep myself busy. Okay. So how did yoga give you back your voice? Well, through the opportunity to feel what was going on, I had to work in speech therapy. So, I mean, there was the physical components, the pressure, the, the throat locks, yep. shoulder stands, fish pose, even just to neck turns to build back the strength to support this bridge 
yeah. of what between is my heart and my head. Yeah. And I, it's given me the ability to recognize how powerful words are yeah. and how hard our body works to make sound. Yeah. And when I go to say something, I better damn well think about what it is I'm saying, because I don't take that gift yeah. for granted. I can tell somebody I love them. That's like, you're physically crazy stuff is going on. Yeah. You know, so speak your truth. I was given a second chance as life, you know, and I can, I live my life in a pretty authentic manner. It doesn't look like it makes sense to everybody. Uh, Half the time I might feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants, you know, and going on pure intuition and prayer. Like me and God, we have a really, really close relationship. Yeah. Really close. Yeah. You know, it changes how you look at life, doesn't it? Oh my God. More than, more than I'm one of the lucky few, because I do have that opportunity to know how, how much life, how important it is and how easy it is to take it for granted. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I can put my feet on the ground. Yeah. I can feel my feet. Yeah. It's, it's a, a gift. gift. It's a gift. It it's a gift. Is. And I don't, I mean, like I said, I knew that when I was leaving this physical state, I didn't have to be afraid. I was in really good hands. Yeah. So now going forward, once I got through like my own kind of recovery, there is a recovery time Sure. to enjoy my life. Yeah. And I'm allowed to live and enjoy my life. Yeah, absolutely. You know? When, when something's so close to being taken away, it makes it so much more precious when it, it's returned to you and you decide to take it and give back in so many ways. And, and I thank you for sharing that story. We're, we're going to circle back for sure. I wanted to move on and introduce my next warrior woman, my next guest, Shar. Shar, if you just want to introduce yourself and what you do and your story, that'd be great. All right. I'm Cheryl Connor, and I just want to thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share. These women here are very precious to me. A little bit about me. Um, I'm a registered nurse. I'm a life coach and a yogi, and I also um, have a podcast that my authentic self is um, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Yes. So and you're a dear friend of mine. And I just, you are a dear friend and, oh, Charlene, I mean, just tears, just absolute tears. And Char and I met in yoga teacher training at Charlene's yoga yeah. studio, happy Buddha. And that's where our little friendship and journey began. So, you know, Char, so you had health challenge manifest for you. Well, I'm a stage three breast cancer survivor. I found out in late 2014, Christmas time, that I had had breast cancer. I had felt a lump and my doctor said, oh, don't worry about it after the holidays. But, you know, that voice that we hear, right, Mm -hmm. um, is saying, do something. So I called one of my friends, actually, and I said, I 
just think I need to be seen sooner. So she said, come in first thing in the morning. So I did. And being a nurse for a long time, especially critical care, I knew something was wrong when the radiologist came in. And then I was met by a nurse who gave me a big hug when I was leaving. Uh, And my doctor called me before I left the hospital where I had the, the ultrasound. So that began the journey of breast cancer. They found out that it was a very aggressive type of breast cancer. And um, so they moved pretty quickly, ended up having a total radical mastectomy bilaterally and had, was put on a trial study immediately from um, Memorial Sloan Kettering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because uh, my, my prognosis was not good. During my time of recovery, I started, I got um, involved with the Altman Foundation, which is to help cancer patients keep themselves active. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was training for a 5K. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so when I was going through cancer treatment, I was, um, and um, my coach was my son, Luke. Wow. So, um, I, I was able to run that race Yeah, and, um, Lukey was there to coach me. Wow. And a week later, the Lord decided to take Luke home. Mm. So, um, we lost Luke, um, in July and I was finishing up with radiology, uh, radiation therapy. And um, pretty broken, of course. And um, like Charlene said, God puts people where you're supposed to be. And I had run into Charlene, who I knew from being a um, a leader for her little girl, little girl's Daisy trope. And um, I always felt this super strong connection with her. Whenever I saw her, um, it was just, I felt joy, always felt joy. She um, was always so, so special and precious to my heart. And um, she just said to me, come, come, come to yoga and find peace on the map. And so I um, started going to her yoga studio and um, she just created such a safe space for me in yoga. It didn't matter if I just sat there, she would sit by me and um, she created the beginning of my healing journey. Yeah. To say that. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to just say to my listeners, I, I told you, <laughs> I tried to explain that these are warrior women. And when, when I say that, I, I think you're probably by now getting a sense of what I'm talking about, the strength. And I mean, these are big things. And, and when Charlene and I first started talking this evening, I said, you know, you have Happy Buddha Yoga Studio that we, Char, you, me, Margot also has, you know, stumbled into yoga studios. And I said, 
you don't realize what you have provided for us. What you just said is huge. And I know Charlene's uncomfortable with receiving that sometimes it is a lot, you know, but this is a circle. We're circle warriors. And, and so we, we somehow we find each other like light um, are drawn to. And Char, you are an incredible <sighs> inspiration. I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't know what else to say, except you're the most loving person that I know. You've been through a tremendous amount of things and you are now a life coach. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what what you do in life coaching? Sure. First, I have to share a verse that has gotten me through this journey because um, back to what Charlene said about the right people at the right time, my mantra is um, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Mm-hmm. First, I have to also say that Charlene has a student called Happy Buddha Yoga, and she created a space for me to practice Christian yoga, mm-hmm. where I could talk scripture through my practice and also to pray with clients afterwards. So that's the beauty of the, an acceptance of yoga also. So yeah. as, as a Christian life coach, I coach all ages, but it's mostly women. I coach, they come to me when they're stuck. When It's not for people who um, have any type of mental health issue because I'm not trained as a professional counselor or therapist. I am a coach who walks beside you and it, and I help you think outside of the box and help you explore options that you might not know you have inside of you. And it could be as simple as connecting with your breath and to let you focus back on yourself. It could be um, just going through paths that you didn't know you were capable of. And it's just to get you unstuck and stop the cycle of, or the whirlpool of despair and move forward. And um, it's inside of all of us. We just have to sometimes tap into it with another person walking beside us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. You also have a podcast, which I personally am quite a fan of. And I listen to your podcast sometimes to prepare when I'm getting ready for a client to come for healing. One, because we don't get a chance to see each other as often as I would like. But when I hear your voice, your meditations are beautiful in your podcast and they are healing to me before I offer healing to someone else. And I find them grounding and just beautiful. Um, so just, do you want to talk about your podcast for a minute and just share with us? Sure. Well, the, the reason that I started my podcast, honestly, is because I'm a stage three cancer survivor. Um, so I don't really know how long I'm going to be here, right? Which none of us do. But I so wanted, if I have grandchildren, children, if I'm blessed, that they can hear my truth and then they can hear my words. And so I started the Mature Boho Christian. That's my podcast to share with them who I am and also to support women. It's for women. And it's so important to take heart daughter, as God says, take heart daughter, because you are loved and beloved. By, by the Lord, by Jesus, you are worthy, you know, and we all need to know our worth. 
Absolutely. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. And I, I just have to share. I too am a devout Christian. I do love metaphysical stuff. I love, you know, all of the metaphysical stuff, but when I was attuned for my very first Reiki attunement, I had a very powerful experience with Jesus. It, that started my healing journey. And I just, Jesus was with me during that attunement. It shook me up, to be honest with you. I left there in tears. I, I wasn't sure what was going on, but I went back and then it was a victorious, again, with Jesus experience. And so I know that whenever I'm offering healings, that Jesus is working mm-hmm. through me. I'm just a nobody yeah. into it. Thank you for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I just appreciate you doing that. And, um, Thank you. and I, yeah, I really do. And we'll circle back. I'm going to just introduce Margo, my dear friend, Margo. Margo, can you just introduce yourself and just tell us what you do? And I, I will see how far I can get because I'm pretty sure I will be very emotional and it's going to be a lot of crying. It's okay now. <laughs> so my name is Margot Rotska and as of last September, I am a retired math teacher. I did teach math for 32 years, 25 years I taught in USA. So originally I am from Poland. I've been in USA for 30 years. And I have two daughters that are living here. I used to live in Milford, Pennsylvania, uh, seven months ago. I moved to upstate New York to be closer to my daughters because after what happened to me two years ago, my daughters wanted me to be closer so they would be able to keep an eye on me. Yeah. Therefore, I'm here. That's not what I had planned for my retirement. And also that wasn't my plan to retire (laughs) yet, but because I loved what I did. I loved my students, I loved teaching. But I, I, I had to, I had no choice. And doctors were telling me that they are going to stop helping me if I'm going to keep on pushing and, and going back to the classroom during the pandemic, especially. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was difficult because the mask and lack of oxygen and all those things. So, yeah. So now should I? Talk about the stroke. <laughs> oh, Margo, when you had when you had your stroke, yeah, and you were because I remember when when that was happening to you. And at what point did you start to use yoga as part of your journey back? Uh, it it was a longer journey because the uh, uh, let me go back to how the stroke happened yeah it was the first week of a vacation of vacation 2019 
And I had, I asked my daughter if I can have my grandson with me for the weekend. He was two years old at the time. So we always met halfway. She lived in Albany area and I am in Milford. So we met halfway. I pick up my grandson and he was staying with me for the weekend. And in the morning I woke up, I look, went to his to the nursery, he was sleeping. I was waiting for him to wake up, but he was sleeping. It was like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. So he went downstairs, started planting more flowers around my house. I came upstairs to check on my grandson. He was still sleeping. So I lay down on, a, on my bed, waiting for him to wake up. And all of the sudden, I started feeling pain in my lower back. And the pain was traveling up to my head. And then I had a, like a horrible pain in the back of my head. Mm. So I took Tylenol. And I'm like, it's going to go away. But the pain became cruciating mm. that I, I, I couldn't. I, I didn't know what was going on, so I started worrying about my grandson. So I took the phone, which I hardly ever have next to me. <laughs> I took my phone and I called my daughter. My daughter, thank God, picked up the phone. And I told her that I don't feel good. And I couldn't finish the sentence. I couldn't finish the sentence. My hand left the phone. And the next thing I remember was four or five weeks later. Oh, my goodness. So what they did, what my daughter did, she had a friend that was living like four townhouses away from me. Yeah. She called her friend. She came to check on me. She called ambulance, took, care, uh, took my grandson, took care of my grandson. And they took me, and that's what they told me. They took me to Port Jervis, and then they airlifted me to Westchester Hospital. Mm. And I was lucky that it was a very good neurosurgeon on a, at yeah. that time in hospital. Mm. And he said that that they have to open my head right away. So they opened my, they got to my brain, opened yeah. my brain and they started taking the blood out from my head. Mm. But I don't remember any of it, mm. nothing. Mm. From this experience from the first three, four weeks, I only remember when I was, I don't know if it was a dream or a vision or I don't know how you call this. Yeah, yeah. I, I was online to go through the gate that had the light. Yeah. And I was just about to go through this gate. It is like, kind of like if you would be at the airport and you have to go through this checkup point when they are checking if you have something on you. 
Yeah. And there was like one or two people in front of me. And this little boy, maybe three, four years old, came to me, took my hand. He looked up at me and told me, you are standing in the wrong line. <laughs> and he took my hand and he walked me to a different line. And as he was walking me, he told me, you still have things to do. And, and I went and, and I think it was my grandson Liam because he was like three, four years old. This little boy that came to me was like three, four years old. And oh, that's the God. only thing I remember from the first three, four weeks of that ordeal that I went through. Unbelievable. So then they transferred me to rehabilitation center. Yeah. And and I and and then I remember from that more. They started teaching me how to how to speak, how to mm -hmm. how to walk. <laughs> and and <clears throat> weeks before my daughter's wedding, they let me go. And I was able to dance at my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> and then yeah. six months later, I was able to go back to teaching. But when I started teaching, the pandemic happened and they closed the schools. Yeah. So then I thought through the computer through another year. And then I, I, my doc, doctors convinced me to go for retirement, and that's what I did. Wow. And I moved here. So at first I had to go, even when I left the hospital, then the rehabilitation center, I was going through a lot of therapy, outpatient therapy. Yeah. I couldn't drive, so my sister came. She stayed with me, and she was driving me for, for the physical therapy and speech therapy and occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. So when you just said, I had to learn how to walk and talk, and Charlene said, I had to learn how to walk, I mean, talk. Mm -hmm. It's like these things that we take for granted. We walk and we talk all day long. I'm going to ask the three of you, and I'll start with you, Charlene. Mm -hmm. How did that near-death experience change the way you see life? I don't take anything for granted. I have, you know, I'm still learning. So to establish boundaries with certain things are still, but I'm willing to, I, I I take nothing for granted. Yeah. I take nothing for granted. And the smallest things that we see as small are so huge. Yeah. You know, we were talking this morning, I'm outside and I see the moon and the sunrise at the same time. I'm like, how, how are we not appreciating that is what's beautiful. And that's, what's important is being a part of that. Yeah. That it's just, I live a very humble life. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm 
content with, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't, what do I want for? What, yeah. What do I want for? Yeah. I can speak. I can hug. I can hold hands. I can. Yeah. And those are, and I love my job. I have a great job. I love doing what I do. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's just because I need it in my life. It's what's made the difference for me. Yeah. What you about know, you, I'm sorry. You, I, I said, how, what about you, Shar? Well, how do you feel about uh, well, how has it changed your life and how you view things? I, well, I really, it's changed my life dramatically because my favorite pose is warrior too mm. in yoga. And it's all about living in the present I really live day to day. I live in the present moment with that soft touch to the, to the back and that soft touch to the future. But I really live exactly where my feet are planted. Yeah. And it, I honestly can say that is exactly how I approach every day. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it really does. It changes everything. These, these situations and these challenges that come up in our lives and, Margo, how does all of this change the way you see life? It's just for me, every day is a gift. And I was always happy and a bit person. But right now, I, I am just, I have this tremendous amount of happiness in my chest, just, just enjoying everything that is surrounding me. Mm-hmm. And it's like every day. It's a gift for me. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, thank you, God, that that I have a chance to live another day. And yeah. that's the way I approach. I pay attention around, always looking at other people, make sure that I smile, that I, I, I just see people around me that I don't accidentally step in front of me of somebody or close the door in front of somebody. I, I just have this complete awareness of what is surrounding me Yeah, and try to. <laughs> yeah, I think probably the biggest thing after surviving a, a really profound kind of experience is that sweetness that life is so sweet and it's so fragile and it's so, uh, you seem to get a lot of gratitude in your heart for the very smallest of things. Like the yes. tonight is just illuminating and it's beautiful. And the sunrise this morning was equally as beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you start to really walk outside and take a deep breath and smell the air, taste the sweetness of the day. Think about a life of service. I think you take the energy and you kind of move it outward to other people. Mm-hmm. And instead of keeping it so much inside yourself. And I wondered if each one of you yeah. could give a piece of advice or, or a, a, a thought, like a mantra, or something for people that are listening to kind of take away from this. And I don't really think you have to have necessarily a life-changing or a really 
profound loss. Maybe we could learn from all of your gifts that you're sharing tonight. Maybe a, a lot of people won't have to go through those things. If we could just hear some advice from some light bearing women like yourselves, I, I'm interested to hear a little piece of advice, what you might say to people who are listening about living tomorrow, maybe in a different way. Appreciate, appreciate every day. Enjoy, enjoy what is surrounding you. Yeah. Yeah. I think to remember if you can breathe, you can do anything. Mm. And to always say thank you. It's like for me to acknowledge my gift to wake up. I like Margot, there's not a morning that wakes. I wake up and thank you, God. That's the first, that's the first call I put in. Absolutely. You know? I love that. Um, I, I would tell people never compare to others because your life is exactly where it's supposed to be. And just to be blessed, just be blessed with what you have. Definitely. Yeah. I think we do that a lot, you know, between social media and all these other things, we're always comparing. That's not a good, healthy way to live. I know. Um, yeah. It robs you. And I have a painting of Jesus in my bedroom that I painted myself, you know, and so when I roll out of bed in the morning, I, I roll right out in my pajamas because my yoga mat's next to my bed. And I don't do it really for the, for the asana as much as I do it for, for the poses. And, and the, I do it because as soon as I get down on the ground, on the floor, I'm humbled. And I realize now I will start to cry that I'm allowed to be part of this universe. And I am so grateful for that, that I get to try one, I get another day to try and get it right and love people anyway and heal and receive healing and share and there's something about getting down on the floor and realizing that, yeah, we're, we are tiny pieces of the universe, but together we make a nice chunk of it. And we are, when you live a life of service, mm -hmm. to me, that was the biggest lesson that I have learned along the way is that I'm here to serve others. And, and if we talk about Jesus, that's pretty much the dealio is I think probably in this, and this is just my own thought in this world, there's a lot of me action. What about me? I want, I need, and we forget to put it outward. And so I, I think that's kind of where I'm at at this point in my life is um, what, what can I do? What can I do? I am I'm just incredibly grateful for you all and for sharing your experiences and what you've learned. And you are very important people to me. I can tell you that. As you are. Yeah, very much so. I will end this podcast. If anybody, any of you want to share. Could I just uh, add one thing? 
as a, as a registered nurse, yes. I just want, and a Christian, I just want people to understand that yoga is not this mythical, you know, new age sort of thing. You know, God gives us what we need here on the earth. And as Charlene said, the breath, I'm a, a yoga teacher too, but I work with people who are dealing with physical ailments and God has given us the ability through yoga to heal our bodies in so many natural ways without medication. Mm -hmm. It's not this new agey, mythical, spooky thing out there. It is something so simplistic and so healing and so free that God has given us as a gift, as well as the nutrients he has put on this earth mm -hmm. for us. So I just encourage you to explore that. I am really glad that you said that, Char, because hundred percent, right? I, I think it's a lack of understanding what yoga is. It kind of creates fear for people and they think it's like woo-woo and, you know, whatever. It's ancient. It's wise. It's healing. I'm so glad you brought it up. And it is probably, and I, I think probably all of us can agree to this. It's, it's healed me. So more times than I could say. Absolutely. I thought that I am always going to live with the pain in my muscles, with the pain in my bones and joints. And thanks to yoga, yoga I, right now, I can, I am afraid to say this out loud, but I am, I feel pain free. I, oh. I am able to. I feel pain free. I don't have pain in my muscles. I don't have pain in my joints. I don't have pain in my bones. I don't even have to go to physical therapy because, wow. because yoga is taking care of all of my pains better than any other so exercise that I did before. And I do yoga right now four or five times a week. And it's unbelievable how much more I can do. Right now, I, I am taking care of my grandchildren. I carry them, I play with them, and I am not tired, nothing hurts me. Now that my daughter is, my daughters are so afraid and scared, and I'm like, nothing hurts me. I am, I am good, thanks to yoga. Thanks Absolutely. to yoga. Hallelujah yeah. to that. Because, because I tried everything. I tried everything. I did endless physical therapy. I am sure it was helpful. I tried, I did to chiropractors. I did a lot, but I thought that the pain in my body always going to be there. No, it is not. The pain left my body. Thanks to yoga. <laughs> it really is. It's a miracle. It truly yeah. is. I mean, yes. yoga has really, and I think all four of us can say it has saved us along the way from ailments, both physically and emotionally. And it's a great preventative too. It's like preventative medicine. Absolutely. It, it is. It really is. So do your yoga, everybody. And absolutely. If you don't use it, you lose it. Right, Charlene? Right, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing. Well, I can't think of a better way that I have ever spent an hour. I just appreciate you all so much. We appreciate you, Sherry. Oh, Sherry, Margo. Thank you too. A gift. Much Thank love. You.
So, so I just I want I just want to say happy Buddha yoga in Goshen, New York. If you live in this area, you, you gotta check it out. Thank you. And the mature boho Christian podcast, love it. love it. It's beautiful and just wonderful. And if you want to get in touch with Shar for coach, life coach, where can um, I get in touch with you? Lifecoachshar121 at gmail.com. Beautiful. And I want to give a shout out to Margot who was the most favoritist teacher in Menacing Valley for many years and is a kind and loving human that we traveled to Ireland together. And I don't think either one of us have ever laughed so hard. <laughs> we just had the best time rolling around by the cliffs of Moore or whatever we were doing. And we just really, really, we had a great time in Ireland together. So remember they have a nice yoga retreat in Moore, Ireland. We have to go there. They do. The Cliffs of Moore have a yoga yes. retreat. Yeah. Yes. Actually, when we were in Ireland, the Cliffs of Moore, the day we were going, it was <laughs> raining and it was so cloudy and like overcast. You couldn't even see the cliffs. So Margot and I stood in front of a picture, a poster of, and said we were there, but we weren't. I mean, we were there, but you couldn't see it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, you know, this is what it's all about. Just love and friendship and sharing and, um, I just thank you all. God bless everybody. Much love to you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good night. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you would like to experience healing or give the gift of healing to another, please go to my website, www.hamsaholistichealingandayurveda.com or email me at sherry at hamsaholistichealing.com. Or you can contact me on Facebook, Sherry Berjanski. I offer Ayurveda consultations, Reiki energy healings, reflexology and Ayurveda foot massage, tarot card readings, angel card readings, and much more. If you found this podcast helpful, please share an episode so that we can spread this wonderful wisdom of healing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Namaste.